Welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. Hello, and welcome to the Wild Wisdom Podcast. This segment has been taken from Thrive Thursdays with Dr. Patricia Mills. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here is Dr. Patricia Mills. Hello, I'm Dr. Patricia Mills. It is an absolute pleasure to be here today. I'm a holistic medical doctor, functional medicine practitioner, specialist in physical medicine and rehabilitation, a health transformation expert, and a passionate advocate for your health. And I absolutely love to show up here and teach you things, take really complicated concepts and try to make them as simple as possible, as actionable as possible, so you can take this knowledge into your life and start to see the changes in your health that you crave, okay? And today we're going to be talking about the whys of low iron, all right? So it's, we're going to talk about more about why does low iron develop, because the fixing of low iron um, requires like a really holistic approach and, and is something that can't be covered in like a really short amount of time. Um, we can kind of chip away at it at different presentations, but for this, we need to be able to really focus in on why, because when we understand the why, then we can start creating the action plan to fix the low iron. And um, what I want you to know is that I myself suffered from low iron. And I, at the time I was a medical doctor in training and um, I kind of, you know, like I just, I just relied on what my family doctor was telling me. And now I realize that they, we are not really, really taught very in depth in, um, in our training, um, why specifically low iron happens and why it is that I mean, we're taught that like how to detect it. So the blood work to detect it. And then we're taught like, okay, if, if like um, certain signs of low iron um, pop up, so like low iron stores, like ferritin, ferritin is the signal is like the blood work that's done to look at the iron stores. And then there's transferritin, which is kind of like the bus that carries iron through the body. It's like how much of that is being used is, is being filled up with iron. And then there's iron store, like the iron itself, so the iron um, in the blood. And so there's like a pretty good way to test. Um, there's pretty good testing for what is your current iron status. And low iron may or may not result in anemia. Anemia is when you have low red blood cells. And, and so, and when you have anemia, uh, about 50% of the times when if you if your doctor says you have low red blood cells, about 50% of the time that's related to low iron. There's other reasons why you can have anemia not related to low iron or low iron plus other conditions. So we which will uh, um, time permitting, I'll get into as well. So what you want to do is you want to really understand what is it that causes the low iron because when the blood work comes back low iron, Yes, you can definitely take a supplementation and probably for a period of time you have to because what is the importance of iron in the body? Well, iron is the center of the, of the hemoglobin molecule. It's what um, oxygen attaches to in order for the body to carry oxygen from the lungs to your tissues. So 
you could be like breathing and getting an oxygen but if you have low iron you're actually not transporting that oxygen efficiently to your tissues and we all know that oxygen is like the stuff of life right iron is also what captures carbon dioxide so iron it like grabs the oxygen takes it to the tissues drops it off and then picks up carbon dioxide takes it to the lungs drops it off so it's kind of like a little shuttle you know and so if you don't have enough iron you're going to run into problems with like um energy production like oxygenation of your tissues and your tissues are going to start to suffer as a result so there probably will be a period of time when you do have to do some supplementation with with iron in order to like bring up your stores but you also want to understand why did this condition happen in the first place because under ideal circumstances and vibrant health what we're getting in from the environment plus how our body is working to break that down absorb it utilize it excrete it right is uh, should be working efficiently so that you have proper iron stores there's the 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 opposite of low iron is high iron and that's actually very toxic too much iron is very toxic so the body has really really intelligent mechanisms in place to balance your iron and so if your iron is starting to get too low or too high you have to really look for the root cause of why that why is that happening because it should not be happening you really should have really well regulated iron stores in your body okay so let's get started with like what are the what are like the reasons so first you need to understand what are the sources of iron from our environment so there's three main sources of iron from our environment that get into our body and that our body can use one is called inorganic iron okay what is that it's not coming from organic matter so from plants or animals it's coming from like your cast iron pot or it's coming from your water because there's iron in the earth gets filtered you know the iron as the water goes through the earth it picks up a whole bunch of minerals and now you have iron in your water that's inorganic iron okay the second source of iron is um or uh is what's called heme iron which comes from animals okay so that's is from the flesh of animals why because then animals have their own hemoglobin which has its own iron and that iron is already in the state that your body can immediately use to make hemoglobin so heme iron that heme is blood um so iron that comes from the blood and tissues and muscles of other animals so um like red meat poultry um fish okay all of those um have very very really great bio what's called bioavailable iron when you eat um iron from flesh animals we get about 15 to 35 percent of that iron actually gets into us if our body is working properly to absorb that food okay so the third the third source of iron is what's called non-heme iron which comes from plants so that's um like for example whole grains legumes um, or pulses or beans as they're called uh, nuts vegetables and fruits okay and um, that iron is not in the form that our body can readily easily uh, absorb and so when you eat so when, if you're like vegetarian or vegan and you're only eating plant foods if your body is working properly to absorb that and there's nothing inhibiting getting in the way of that absorption you're going to absorb 10 to 20 percent of that iron 
So <clears throat> when they did studies on a population of women who were having issues with iron, and they divided it into um, a vegetarian, vegan, and non-vegetarian vegan, about 50% of women, uh, or like 45%, um, who were eating meat had um, iron uh, deficiency anemia, and over 60% who were eating plant foods had iron deficiency anemia. Now, it wasn't like it was 0% and 60%, so there's still some iron deficiency anemia in the um, meat eating group, but their risk of getting uh, iron deficiency anemia was lower because they were getting the much more bioavailable, much more easily absorbable, much more easily usable type of iron from their diet. This is one of the reasons why I personally am not vegan or vegetarian. However, I also don't overeat meat and I only eat happy meat. So I eat small amounts of very good quality meat because there are some nutrients like um, iron that are much harder to get from the plant kingdom. However, I am going to um, show you some things that could inhibit absorption of iron when you're eating plant foods so that if you are vegetarian or vegan, you can address that and minimize that. And there's also things you can do to increase absorption of iron. So if you're vegetarian or vegan, that just means, that doesn't mean you have to stop being vegetarian or vegan if that's what you want to continue doing. It just means you have to be very, very intentional with how you eat your foods, okay? And how you prepare your foods and what, and the common, and food combinations actually is very interesting. And even if you're not vegetarian and vegan and you're eating meat foods, it's still important to make sure that you're really optimizing the absorption of iron from your environment because there are certain states, um, human states that um, we naturally lose more iron. So we get our iron from the environment and then we lose our iron. How do we lose our iron? Well, um, one is we use, we lose it by using it up. So when, um, we're forming a baby, when a baby's being formed, so in pregnancy, when we are a baby and we're growing, so children and adolescents, so growth requires a lot of iron, okay. Cause you're making more blood, needing more oxygen, that kind of stuff. And then the last one, not the last one, but another one is menstruation. So when women menstruate, when they lose their blood, they lose quite a bit of iron. And so we women are at a higher risk of low iron states than men by virtue of our menstruation. And then let's say you're a woman who is having problem with her hormonal balance. And now you're like menstruating heavily. This is what I was, this is what was happening to me was I was menstruating so heavily and painfully, unfortunately. Fortunately, I fixed that, but at the time it was like really horrible. So I was losing a lot of blood through my menstruation and I wasn't catching up with it um, through the rest of the month. Okay. So that's, um, and also I had other reasons for not being able to properly absorb and utilize my iron, which I'm going to get into next. Okay. So in order to understand how it is that we can, so let's say, let's say, so one big problem of low iron states is we are um, losing too much through things like menstruation. Um, and, or we are not getting um, enough from our um, environment through our foods or that kind of thing. Okay. So inorganic iron, you might not be getting enough because our water is now filtered and that sometimes the filtration causes these small minerals to be filtered out. So then you might, what you might want to do is like um, every now and then cook with a cast iron pan because you do get some iron from a cast iron pan, but you don't want to cook with a cast iron pan all the time because you could actually overdose on iron. And the best kind of iron is actually the heme iron or the non-heme iron. 
Um, but let's say you're like cooking with a cast iron pan and men should not be doing this regularly. Men have the opposite problem. Men actually tend to overstore iron, in which case donating blood is really good for these individuals, actually. So if you get into too high iron, your body can literally get like rusty and then you have to bloodlet um, and, and doing blood donations regularly can really help that um, process of like kind of letting off the iron. So men should not be increasing their iron intake necessarily unless their doctor says you have low iron. And then you really have to be looking for a reason because man, you, like a man should not have low iron, like really. Okay. So let's say you take your iron and it's from, it's from like, uh, it's inorganic iron. So from the cast iron pan, how does your body absorb it? Well, one very important mechanism for the body to absorb inorganic iron is through stomach acid being um, strong enough. So you have to have a strong enough stomach acid to break down, to change that inorganic iron into the kind of iron that can be absorbed by the body. And a lot of us actually are losing our, the strength of our stomach acid. So there's a difference between getting reflux where the, whatever stomach acid you have, even if it's weak stomach acid, gets up into the throat, okay? But even with reflux, you get, um, so in many individuals have like low stomach acid power and it's happening younger and younger. And like, for example, I was having um, not enough stomach acid. What's a, what's a clue? Well, one clue is you start getting lines on your nails. So like these lines on your nails, okay? And that can be a sign of stomach acid deficiency because stomach acid is needed to break down protein. And one of the signs of protein being starting not to be properly absorbed by the body is like problems in your bowels, like constipation or diarrhea and problems with your nails. That's one thing that can happen with the nails, okay? So... Um, you need the stomach acid and what, what causes loss of what causes a stomach acid to get lower? Well, stress actually causes stomach acid to get lower. Did you know that's so interesting that many of us are operating kind of in a state of stress and particularly when we go to sit down and eat, maybe we're like watching TV or listening to the news or thinking about a conversation we just had or had a little while ago that makes us stressed out or like running through our to-do list or checking our phone at the same time or whatever it is. That state of not being relaxed, deep breaths, chewing your food properly, focusing on your food, being grateful for your food, that kind of mindfulness around eating, any state other than that mindfulness, relaxed state tips the, ner the nervous system into an activated state. And when you're in an activated state, you're like um, your digestive system gets turned down. So your stomach acid production gets turned down. Why is that? Well, when you're running from a tiger, which that activated state was really designed for, you're not supposed to be like putting energy into digesting your food. You're supposed to be putting energy into your muscles, into running. So the blood flow even gets shunted away, gets directed away from the stomach and the gut into the muscles of the arms and the legs. And now you can absorb your iron, even if you're, if you're properly breaking it down and your stomach acid production goes low. Other things that decrease stomach acid production is not enough zinc, which gets depleted with stress, interestingly, not enough vitamins, particularly B6 and B12, not enough hydration, so the mineralized water that I speak about so often, um, not enough um, vitamin A and vitamin C. Okay, so all of those things, you need the water, you need the hydration, you need the vitamins, you get those from your foods, and it gets depleted by stress, it gets depleted by a processed food diet, right? There's many reasons why we're low on nutrients. Um, our soil isn't as rich as it was before and organic foods have more richer um, mineral content and nutrient content than non-organic foods. So there's all of these reasons why. Plus, 
women who are on oral contraceptive hormone medications or IUDs, intrauterine devices that are hormonal, like the Mirena, the research has shown that hormone um, supplementation with non-bioidentical hormones, which is from our oral contraceptives, drains our zinc and our B vitamins and our magnesium. And that can lead to you not having sufficient um, minerals to create the stomach acid that you need to absorb your um, iron. Okay. So that's very, very interesting and very important. Um, now what we can uh, think about is um, now let's talk about the plant. So we're kind of going from the or, uh, or inorganic to the organic. We're going to talk about the plant world. In the plant world, it's actually like a completely different method of absorbing the iron. You, it's not as dependent on the stomach acid. However, it's easily inhibited. The iron in the plants is easily inhibited by what we're going to call anti-nutrients that, that come with the plant. So phytic acid, for example, okay? And if you want to, um, I do have another talk called the, the, um, for, um, the Forgotten Wisdom of um, uh, Eating, uh, Being Healthy on a Plant-Focused Diet. And that's on my YouTube channel, Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. And I go deep into this topic about the anti-nutrients. But basically, when you take a whole grain, you need to, um, like rice, oats, basmati, uh, oats, quinoa, um, amaranth, millet, teff, wheat, you need to soak it, ferment it, sprout it. You need to um, naturally process it, so to speak, so um, that the, the phytate, which is an anti-nutrient, breaks apart. And the phytate, when it's together and you eat it, it goes through the gut and it binds iron and it takes iron out of the body with it. So it, it minimizes your ability to absorb the iron that is available in the plant. But when you soak, ferment, sprout, that phytate breaks apart into myoinositol and phosphate, which are nutrients, and they do not, they're not able to bind the iron and the zinc and magnesium and all these other things. And actually they get absorbed. And so they add to your nutrition versus not um, taking away from your nutrition. So if you're eating plant foods like nuts, even soaking your nuts and then dehydrating them, if you don't want them to be soft and squishy, um, that's the kind of action that's going to help you as a vegan vegetarian. And even if you're not a vegan or vegetarian to properly absorb your minerals like iron so that you don't just poop them out. Okay. So um, that's really, really important. And the other thing can, that can absorb iron, um, inhibit iron absorption is calcium from dairy products. So if you're eating your dairy with your food that has iron in it, whether it's plant or animal flesh, you're actually decreasing the amount of iron that's available to be absorbed by your body. So um, like if you're going to eat dairy, what I would recommend is eat it on its own. Don't eat it with other foods. And that seems weird because our culture has kind of developed to, to eat dairy with our foods. But maybe for a man, that's okay um, because they have a lot of iron stores and they don't lose a lot. But for us women who are losing a lot of iron in our menstruation, and then we head into menopause with a low iron state. So even in menopause, you can have a low iron state. And there can be other reasons for having a low iron state, such as inflammation in the body causes low iron as well. So there's what's called anemia of chronic disease, where you have low grade inflammation, and that drains your iron too. Okay, but we're, I'm going to talk about that later, because that's less common, but it's becoming more common. So when you are um, eating plant foods, you have to properly prepare them. So watch that video um, that I have on my YouTube channel and to learn what do I mean about properly preparing. And that includes properly preparing quinoa and soy and rice and oats and wheat. 
in order to and, and nuts and legumes soaking and rinsing your beans soaking and rinsing your rice all that kind of stuff okay decrease the phytic acid content and other anti-nutrients that limit the absorption of iron like pull iron out of your body okay so the other thing to know is now we're talking about the heme iron so we just covered another reason why people can get low on iron is because they're not properly preparing their foods according to the ancient food preparation methods okay these are not new methods these are old methods that we've forgotten so it's like the forgotten wisdom as i talked about in the title of my um, um uh youtube video um now with um with uh, the heme iron um we remember it's better absorption 15 to 35 percent and again it's not dependent on the um, strength of your stomach acid in one way but in another way it is because if you're not breaking down your protein properly the protein itself can pull iron out of the body so you actually do need some strong stomach acid to break down the protein in your food in your stomach so that the undigested protein doesn't pull the iron out of your body so same thing you need to have really good stomach acid power and um it's not inhibited by phytate uh, or those plant foods which is really good so you can eat meat with properly prepared plant, plant foods that's okay that food combination is okay however it's also inhibited by calcium so you don't want to eat your dairy with your meat either your fish or your poultry your chicken or your or your uh, meat now if you don't have problems with iron maybe that's not such a concern but if you have low iron this would be an important food combination principle the other thing to know so what inhibits so we've talked about what inhibits the iron in terms of food combination and food preparation what increases iron absorption is vitamin c so it's really really good to eat your whole grains your nuts your beans your um, um seeds and your meat with um, vegetables that are high in vitamin C, which every vegetable has vitamin C, but some vegetables are particularly high. So like broccoli and um, sweet potatoes and squashes and those kinds of things. Um, Brussels sprouts, like they have a lot of really good vitamin C. So if you um, eat your vitamin C rich foods, another quick tip to add some vitamin C is when your food is done cooking, you squeeze some lemon juice on it fresh. You don't cook the lemon juice with it, but you squeeze it fresh. Lemon juice is better fresh not cooked and you squeeze it onto your food and that provide or limes and that provides a really great way to increase the absorption of iron from your foods that are available and then what's really interesting is like okay well what are some other kind of less recognized causes of low iron well heavy metals inhibit iron absorption so lead manganese cobalt and actually, um, in certain places in the US, they'll even test children's blood for lead with a simple blood test because it has been shown to cause like anemia and other deficiencies as a result of lead being present. And lead is like, unfortunately, in things like in the paint of like um, cribs, um, sometimes in like to certain toys, um, it's in the environment and children just absorb things really easily and sometimes have a hard time eliminating it. But it can also be the case in adults. So that's something to be really interested about if you've had an exposure to like um, or you live in an area that has high lead manganese or cobalt um, you might want to be interested in finding out whether or not that might be the case for you um, and then other things that can actually cause um, problems with low iron is um, parasites and this is interesting because I, I work with a lot of women um, in my um, you know health programs and one-on-one -on -one kind of health programs with group coaching that kind of stuff and I'm actually surprised at how many women are having problems with parasites. 
I myself had a parasite problem and I had to do a parasite, like, you know, parasite cleanse, parasite treatment. And I'm helping a couple of women through that right now. And that actually what happens is the parasite um, hooks onto the lining of the gut and it and the, then there's little bits of bleeding that happen from the lining of the gut. So you lose blood through that. Okay. Other reasons for blood loss, and this is more of a case in like in menopausal years or older years, but unfortunately happened in younger years too, is cancer. Cancer causes inflammation in the body and that inflammation in the body um, causes iron to go low and that causes anemia of chronic disease. Okay. And then one that's like much less worrisome, but and much more frequent is potentially is the leaky gut. Remember, I've talked a lot about leaky gut where the lining of the gut can be harmed by things like processed foods, inappropriate use of antibiotics, um, harming of the gut microbiome um, through the processed foods, um, um, through the phytic acid from improperly prepared grains and, um, and that kind of stuff. Okay. It just irritates the lining of the gut and damages the lining of the gut. And when the lining of the gut is not intact, you can't absorb minerals like iron properly because it depends on the lining of the gut for absorption. Okay. It's actually like very specifically absorbed through the lining of the gut using very specific channels. And when those channels are, um, damaged, then there's no like, there's no like, um, tunnel through it that the iron can use to get through into the body so if you have low iron you really have to think like how is my digestive system doing how is my stomach acid doing how is my gut doing do i have some bloating do i have some constipation diarrhea do i have some discomfort with my foods um, am i getting some kind of swelling around the belly area am i putting weight around the belly area that's a sign of inflammation um, and all of those things that, um, just basically would hopefully clue you into the fact that you have to start putting some attention towards your health and looking for those root causes and reversing those root causes, which is very key because you can, so that you can get your body back into a state of balance. Now, I, I mentioned that I would talk about whether so, what are some other reasons of anemia. Other reasons of anemia are problems with the kidney because the kidney um, releases a hormone that tells the body to make red blood cells or a problem with the bones because the red blood cells are made in the bones. Okay. That can, and so if you have a problem with the bone marrow, you can have a problem with bone production. And here's another thing. If you have a problem with your liver. So if you're drinking like a lot of alcohol, or if you have like any viruses affecting the liver, or if you've reached your toxin tipping point where your toxins in are higher than your toxins out and your liver is overworking um, and can't keep up with it. The liver releases a hormone called hepcidin. And that hormone regulates the amount of iron that can get into the that can get into the body. And actually, you can get into a state of either too low iron or too high iron with liver problems, depending on how your liver responds to that disease. All right. So as you can see, um, um, oh, and then lastly, what I want to say here is that other things that inhibit iron absorption, which we don't really think about, but it's coffee and black teas. Herbal teas isn't so much, but coffee and black teas. So if you're having problems with low iron, you might want to cut out or cut down or, um, you know, change your habits around coffee and black tea and maybe just have it once in the morning on a full stomach. But if you're going to be eating meat, um, maybe don't eat your meat with, when you're drinking your coffee, eat your meat at other times of the day, not when you're having your black tea or your coffee. So you get a better absorption. And same thing with you. If you're vegan or vegetarian, you just want to be very mindful that you're not having like tea or coffee around every meal because that will start inhibiting your absorption of iron as well. 
Okay. So um, I hope you found this useful and I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day, evening or night, depending on when you catch this video. All right. And I'll, I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe. And please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health.